Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. This is what Jesus says in John 14, 15 through 17. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him not. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. There's something about sonship and there's something about daughtership that the Lord wants to highlight on today. As we're worshiping, the Lord really brought to my mind the reality of the prodigal son. After he squandered his wealth in the world, the Bible says that he came to his senses. And he said, hey, you know what? I can go back to the father. And at least, at least he'll receive me as a slave. At least he'll receive me as a servant. That's better than where I am now. So he goes back to the father's house with an expectation. But then when he gets there, daddy blows his mind and says, look, you're not a slave. You're a son. He grabs hold of him, wraps his arms around him, kisses him lavishly. Lee gives him a ring, the best robe, puts sandals on his feet, slaughters the fatted calf, and throws a party for him. That's sonship. That's sonship. And I want to read something else real quick. Going back to John 14, Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. I believe God wants to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can even ask or think on today. I believe we came in with some expectations. God, you're going to meet me here on today. God, can I get relief from this on today? And God says, no, I don't want to just give relief. I want to comfort on today. God, can you take away this headache for just a little bit? No, I want to, I want to heal you completely on today. So the reality is on today, I believe God wants to exceed expectations. There were words that came forth. In regards to just God restoring the joy of our salvation, right? He wants to do that on today. The joy of our salvation. That word salvation is so, so, so pregnated with so many different things. It's healed, delivered, right? Kept safe and sound, made whole, protected. All those words make up that word salvation. And God wants to see that reality come about on, on today, on today. And yeah. Yeah, and there was a word about God just healing, healing kidneys on today. There's somebody who had a, has a kidney issue, and God wants to bring healing on in today. And, and, and there was another word, and stay with me here. There was a word about hemorrhoids. God wants to heal that on today, right? I want to bring that forth. I want to call that out. God wants to heal that today. There was a word about God healing our heart. There's somebody who's like, God, I just need relief in my heart. God says, I want to heal you completely in your heart on today. I want to minister to your heart on today. So let's just receive from the Father. Let's let him wrap his arms around us on today. Can we let him kiss us lavishly on today? Is that cool? Can he speak to us? Can he minister to us? Let's receive from our daddy. Let's go to him with expectations and realize, whoa, God, you're going to exceed those things. Is that good? Is that good? So, Father God, I just thank you for who you are, God. I thank you, Lord, that you're here. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you, you've sealed us, God. You call us sons and daughters, Lord. I thank you that sonship and daughtership is so much more than we can even think, God. The reality of that is so far greater than we can even think, God. And I thank you, Lord God, that in this moment, Lord God, you're bringing healing, Lord. You're bringing comfort, Lord God. You're, you're healing the physical body, and you're, you're comforting, and you're healing the heart as well, oh God. And I thank you so much for that, God. We simply, in this place, in this moment, receive your hugs, Lord God. We receive your kisses. We receive the ring. We receive the robe. We receive the sandals. We receive, Father God, the party, the killing of the fatted calf on our behalf, Lord God. We thank you, God, that you're a God who gives good gifts exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can even ask or think, oh God. And we simply say, Thank you, God. And we receive, oh God. We receive, oh Lord. We receive, oh God, all that you have for us in this moment, oh God. Thank you, Jesus, that you're here. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're for us. Thank you, God, that you're, you're giving unto us the reality of all you've called us to receive and, and, just, and just the joy of our salvation, God. We thank you for that, God. And we receive and we say thank you. Bless you, God. Bless you, God. Thank you, Jesus. We receive, Lord. We receive the joy of our salvation, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. You want to say it? Okay, okay. Can you move your back up into the chorus? 
bring it. I, I'm gonna just be bold. Ray, Craig called out three uh, areas of healing, and as you're making your seats, I know that some of you are going to um, your children are going down to children's ministries. I, I'm gonna ask you if that's you. I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand. I, I really believe the word that I was hearing, and I felt like it was already transpiring, and then Craig shared was that we're supposed to say, we're supposed to speak into our situations, great are you, Lord. Right? And as I looked at um, Tina's face and I looked at Amy's face, they were just grinning while they were singing that. And then Craig talked about joy. And I, I believe that we're supposed to speak into these uh, situations and believe for God's healing. Amen? I know that last week there were, there were some testimonies of God doing something. So if you want to... If you want to respond to one of those three things, would you just raise your hand? I'm not going to ask you what your three are, but he gave three specific words. I see two hands. If you guys can find those three hands. Can, you, can someone move? Brady, could you move back there to, to Nick, Ted? I think that's Josh. We can turn the lights on. Anyone else? If you're in a place of saying, I, I want to receive physical healing today, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. There's someone right here. Marguerite, just take your family and raise, lay hands on Jim. You just are baptized with the Spirit. God, we thank you that you're the healer. And we just say as they, they start to sing this, great are you, Lord. Lord, we speak that great are you in our physical bodies. Lord, great are you who manifest yourself this day in our presence to glorify yourself. Lord, from the bottom of the feet to the top of the head, Lord, we say, great are you, great are you, great are you. Glory, glory, glory to your name, to your name. Magnify yourself today in the earth, God. Magnify yourself in the earth today. Lord, we say your spirit infuse these people. Lord, these men who have raised their hands, Lord, I'm looking for a testimony of your greatness, of your goodness, of your power, and of your might. I'm going to ask you just to, in your seat, as a prayer, I'm going to ask you to sing this with them. Lord, we say this over Rick and the folks that are in Croatia right now. Lord, we say, great are you. Lord, as, as they're ahead of us, Lord, we thank you that they're not ahead of you, that you're omnipotent and omnipresent, and you're, you are in them living and breathing as they share the word of God. Lord, we say that over Ben and Danielle and Lou as they're in Smith Mountain Lake sharing the word of God today. Lord, we thank you that your manifest presence lives in them and is great, is mighty, is strong, and is glorifying yourself. Glorifying yourself. Glorifying yourself. Amen? Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, great are you, Lord. Amen? Woo! That's good stuff. Do you guys appreciate our worship team? I appreciate them. Come on.
I believe if you were stumbling around when you got here, you got your feet planted, or at least you had the opportunity, right? Amen? I want um, you to know that we are a fruitful group of people. You may not know that, but what does fruitfulness mean? It means that we have an opportunity of discipleship. And so um, there is a three opportunities that I see before me. One is in the bulletin. There is a child dedication scheduled for March 9th. I'm pretty sure I'm getting that date right. Um, the children's department won't know if you're participating if you don't tell them. I mean, we can see the fruitfulness of your labor. But would they have to know that you're coming? What happens there? It's a worship service just uh, separated out to dedicate children, um, children of all ages. And you might say, well, I'm 28. I've never been dedicated. We'll dedicate you to the Lord. We'll stand with you. You were created with a purpose. And so during that time, we have worship. Um, there are prophetic words over each of the people that have signed up to be dedicated, and then we eat. And so we've been doing that for a while, uh, spring and fall. So that's one opportunity. Uh, the second opportunity is that we need folks to be hands in our children's department. And you might say, well, I, I don't know how good I am with children. Well, we were all a child once, so we're experienced. And so you, you, maybe the Lord needs to baptize you with some fun and some excitement. Maybe you're not experiencing that. And so uh, I would just encourage you, it's once a month, it's 12 times a year, and the particular spots that are open, it's only one hour. So I would just encourage you, we're all trainable. We were all a child once. Amen? The third opportunity I asked them to put on the bulletin, you might say, well, this is a conference and it's not for me. Well, it is for you um, if you allow it to be for you. So what is Present Pursuit? It's an opportunity for our young people, middle school and high school, to come together because we have a responsibility for the next generation. Now, I've put my 10% in. My three children are going. There's 30 people signed up. Is that 10%? Did I do the percentages right? So, but I know that the Lord gave us a number and it was more than that. But we need you to sign up. The second way that you can participate is that you can pray. If you didn't put your children, if your children aren't old enough or your children are too old or you haven't had children, um, you can participate because you can pray. We're going to be praying here Wednesday night dedicated to um, this opportunity. There's going to be prayer during the weekend for this opportunity. Um, they also told me they need some help with cleanup on Saturday night because there's some adults preparing a banquet to, to serve them. And, and why is this important to me? Well, today I got a notice. Did anyone else get a notice today? Can you hold your notice up if you got it? I didn't know that Susanna was going to do this, right? Was it Susanna? Okay, I see Mercy grinning at me because Mercy helped her with the spelling. This note says, I love you. Now, someone asked me, they said, did you know what it means? I said, I know what it means. I spelled phonetically once. <laughs> I had to be delivered of it when I was 10 years old. But this is what I'm talking about, is raising up a generation that's bold, that's loving, that's compassionate, that's willing to step out, because there's people that got these notes today that needed them. Come on, come on. But it's about us taking an opportunity and investing in the next generation. They said, why do you have this like this? I said, well, because I'm the one that needs to know it. I just turned down my little collar there and read it. I said, if you need it, then you, I'll get you a note. But that note's for me. And I said, but you did ask me about it, didn't you? Come on, the next generation. So I'm going to encourage you in that. Between these angelic, you know, these angels, you know, the big, the big three, you know, Michael and, you know, Satan, you know, had fallen from heaven. Anybody remember what Satan was supposed to do? Worship and praise, right? You know the cool part about it, this whole thing? Is that we get to do what he has chosen not to do. We get to choose to, that's why I really believe breakthrough comes through praise. Because we're doing the very thing that he was created to do, and now he's down there, and we get to declare life and praise. Like, praise unto the Lord. And I think we're, I, I really believe, I think we're good, wor we're, I've, all right, let me just say, I'm a good worshiper, I think, sometimes, but I feel like God's stirring me to God, get praise, like, there's something in you, Mitch, get it out, like, praise, like, and, th and this isn't just on a Sunday morning, I think it's in your car as you're riding down the road, well, you're going to be breaking out in praise, the person next to you is going to be looking at you real weird, and you're going to be like, yes, <laughs> I'm getting some freedom right here, right? But I feel like that praise is rising up in us as a body, but in you as an individual. 
And I believe that you as an individual are going to come into a corporate setting to create an environment corporately that's praise. You know, instead of, you know, the worship team trying to get us going, man, y'all might be here 10, 15 minutes early trying to praise and get us going, right? You might, we might be pushing them to get going, right? So I just feel like that's something, I really believe that's coming, like that's just on us. I really believe that's on us. So anyway, I had to say that. It's not really part of the message. It's free. You take it as it is. Um, you better take it because I believe that the Holy Spirit's saying it. I really believe that. Um, so anyway, being, being spirit-led. So has everybody got a handout? If you don't have one of these, um, um, Tim Williamson, who's just getting up, is going to grab some on the back. If you don't have one, you can raise your hand, and we can get one to you as soon as he grabs them. So... <laughs> Rick was trying to get, um, you know, we're, we're kind of going into this mission, you know, the, a kind of a re- revamped mission of dwelling place. And I'll just read it to you. It's to empower all people to fulfill their destiny of growing into the likeness of Christ. It's your destiny. It is your destiny to grow into the likeness of Christ. That's why God put you on this earth. That's why he formed and fashioned you in your mother's womb to, cr- to, b- to grow into his likeness. Right? Um, to connect to others in loving relationships and give of ourselves to God and others. And, and so we've been talking about this growing into his likeness. Like, what, what's that really going to look like? And, and Rick, you can go on to the next one. Um, Rick put this thing up here, and you don't, you don't have to try to absorb it all. But this is just kind of like a f- multifaceted diamond about, you know, to try to become like Jesus, that's a lot, right? I mean, it feels so s- simple in certain ways, but then you're like, you start thinking about the f- vast expanse of who Jesus is, and you're like, whoa, I don't know, can I get there? And I, Yeah, you can. Like, that's what he, he gave us, that, uh, the, the ability, the call to do it. But so in, inside the, the inner circle, that's the heart of God, and, and, and we kind of began to talk about those reality of, of, of God's heart. And then in the little jewel part, uh, that's his nature. That's who God is and his nature. And then the out, outward is his expressions, how, he ex- how Jesus expressed himself to the world, from the Father to the world. You know, that's who he was. It's just all that he expressed. And so these are things that we're going to be looking at which, I mean, for a while, you know, about becoming, anybody want to become like Jesus, right? I'm not asking you to be God. That's not what we're saying. Jesus has empowered us, though, to be in a position to grow into his likeness, uh, into his image. I mean, didn't that what, from the very get-go, from Genesis, he said, God created each of you in what? His own image. Now, the problem is that we get birthed into this sinful world, and then we don't always grow up like me, don't always grow up in the place where I'm walking in that destiny, and I had 20 years of my life, I was Mitch-led. Mitch I was Mitch-led, not spirit-led, not, not led by anything but me. And so I had to just even learn about what God started to say and what, who God was and, and all these facets that we're going to be talking about. So I don't want to spend a whole lot of time because I want to get to the main part, but this is where kind of we're going. All right, so keep And we talked about... One of this inner inward things that Rick started was spirit-led, and we were supposed to go all the way around all eight, and we were going to talk about them, but as, as you know, being spirit-led, you should really listen to the Holy Spirit. We were like, I mean, myself, Daniel, when we, Leah, we were all getting together, and all of a sudden we are like, man, I really believe God is, like, highlighting spirit-led, like, to, for dwelling place to be into his likeness by being spirit-led. And I, and I had to start, you know, when you start... When you start preparing a message like this, you you start kind of analyzing your life, and you're like, "Okay, Mitch, let's see how much how much are you spirit led, like spirit led, and how much are you Mitch led?" And I'm not gonna give that report. Sherry wants it, but I'm not giving it. That's me to worry for you to worry about your own, and for me to worry about my own. But there's a reality that I had to start handling. I was like, wow, I'm, I'm not quite as maybe spiritless as I maybe had thought I was, right? You know, it just challenges you. You know, you start thinking about such things. And so go on to the next phrase and, um, or next thing because, um, well, I'll just keep going. 
All right, so I, it was funny. I had, a, I had another whole, not a, another whole message, but a whole different sort of message. And then when I was talking with Leah la- yesterday morning, I, she, I, was, I was like, here, let me run something by you. And then, you know, I was like, now this is kind of what I'm thinking. She's like, well, stop right there. That, that encapsulates what you're, where you're going. So this is what I kind of had s- threw out there. And then all of a sudden the Lord, <laughs> I had the Lord's like, well, yeah, you got to change your message now. <laughs> so I was like, oh, great. It's great. This is awesome. But Anyway, when I had mentioned, like, what, what, I was trying to think of, like, because spirit-led might be very ethereal, right? Like, sometimes it's like, well, how do you, how do you make that practical? How do you get it down to me, like, walking on an everyday basis? Like, what does that mean? I felt like the Lord said, that's what I want you to help capture for, for everybody. And so, I just through this kind of loose definition, it's not all of what spirit-led is. Don't go out of here and say, Mitch said being spirit-led is exactly this. But I do believe it encompasses this. Uh, So being spirit-led is capturing day by day. We're going to break all these down, so don't feel like you got overwhelmed. Capturing day by day, minute by minute, moments in life. By choosing to hear what the Lord is saying or has said, right, and respond accordingly in the spirit in order to make a decision to be uh, to challenge a thought or feeling to order your life or to live fully in that moment and we're going to look at like each part of that and we're going to break it down as you kind of see in your notes there and um but i'm going to give you a test all right and i think you guys probably pretty you you, probably be pretty good at this test but i'm gonna give you a test um i'm gonna kind of go and make these you know, these are just scenarios in, in somebody's life. You know, just I'll use third person so you won't protect the innocent and the guilty. Um, so, let, let, so the way you're going to answer the question is this: is this spirit led or Mitch led? All right, all right. Um, Mitch and Leah sit down one evening. Golly, I need some glasses. Whew. Uh, I need my. I need some reading glasses. Mitch and Leah sit down one evening and enter into a divine moment of having a discussion. Mitch gets hurt from the beginning because Leah offends Mitch by telling him that he did something wrong, that Mitch feels like he didn't. <laughs> I know this, this isn't about really anybody here. The discussion escalates into a back-and-forth argument that Mitch realizes that he can end with an apology, even though he feels like he was justified in everything he did. With the reality that I have heard, hurt, uh, with the reality that I could say I've heard, your, I've heard your heart. Or he sees an opening in the discussion to add something from a previous discussion <laughs> that would empower his justification. Even though it would bring up something old that we had already dealt with, right? And put it to rest. Mitch, gently, but ever so craftily, Decides to go for the win, brings up the past situation to prove that he was correct, wins the discussion, although at the cost of dishonoring Leah, and they end up separate, going their separate ways, stay divided for the next several days. Spirit-led or Mitch-led? Oh, man, y'all are good at this. All right. <laughs> See if you can get this one. <laughs> this is, is Kinsey in here? I think I've shared this story in here. I hope Kinsey's fine with it. Is Kenzie really in here? Oh, there she is. Now she'll like this. One. This is from way past. Mitch goes upstairs to find that his five-year-old, Kenzie, is playing around in her bed while the other three siblings have nicely gone to bed and are peacefully asleep. A little agitated, Mitch tells Kenzie to get under her covers and lay down. Kenzie decides that she will ignore what Mitch says. Oh, there we go. Let me see. Hmm. Man, that looks great. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to go this. Man, now it's blurry. All right. Uh, Mitch says, and uh, sorry, uh, Kenzie decides that she will ignore what Mitch says and refuse to cooperate by submitting to her loving dad, who has asked her nicely to go to bed. Mitch gives a nice, warm, loving tap on Kenzie's leg to let her know who is in charge (laughs) and that she needs to listen to her loving, awesome dad. Kenzie gets more frustrated and refuses even more to cooperate to do what Mitch says. Mitch, who at this point wants to be in his own bed, gives another, maybe just a little bit harder, loving tap on the leg to let Kenzie know she is not in charge and needs to go to bed. Wow, 
Now I can't look at you guys. Um, Kenzie gets more frustrated and more defiant. The situation continues through one more round of that same discipline, same result. Mitch shifts gears from frustration to anger and is looking to punish her some more, even though at this point it has created only greater reaction from Kenzie. Mitch gets a strong inner thought that he needs to pick Kenzie up and just hold her. Mm. Mitch stops to respond to that inner thought, and there's no way that he's going to do that and begins to try to convince that inner thought that the correct procedure would be to continue to use corporate punishment to get the point through. The inner thought persists, and so Mitch decides he would give it a try against his own will and prove it would not work. Mitch gets down on the bed, picks up Kenzie, holds her tight. Kenzie breaks from her defiant position, begins to respond in repentance towards Mitch. Mitch is able to rock her gently to sleep. Spirit-led or Mitch-led? Man, y'all are good at this, see? Man, this, is, this, is, this, is, uh, this is all spirit-led stuff, right? It's not that hard, right? All right, so I, w- I want to take you through two, three things. I'll give you some more tests here in a second, but I want to take you through th- two, two more things. Or we're going to go through each of these and just kind of talk about them just for a second because I feel like this is spirit-led living. Is, is we try to make it more ethereal. God's just trying to get it down on basic, like going through. And, and yeah, I'll make mention. Of, I was going to say something else. But think about this, capturing the moment. Um, I was thinking about capturing the moment in this way. You know, you think about, um, oh, let me see. Thank you for, where did my second page go? Where did I, oh, there it is. Um, I was thinking about it in this way. You, you, you know the reality of uh, the word to the Israelites in the promised land was to, he said to them, see the Lord your God has placed the land before you. Go up. Take possession, as the, uh, take possession as the Lord, the God of your Father, has spoken to you. Do not fear. Do not be dismayed. Now, so to capture something, you've got to do what? You know, grab it. Like, you've got to, like, see it and then grab it. So the Lord was saying, I have given you the land. Now you're going to have to go what? Possess it, right? So there's this kind of really quick moment just like I had with Kenzie or just like I had with Leah, there's these quick moments that all of a sudden you can capture that, Mitch. Like you can capture your anger and turn it into what I'm telling you as the Holy Spirit saying, grab your daughter, she'll respond to this, right? You know, the reality is, is that, you know, for, for Leah, you know, re, you know, repent, just get, get before you. You know you got the wind, but don't take it. Like love her in that. Like there's these really quick capturing moments that the Lord's saying. It's kind of like um, also Joshua, you know, the Lord said to Joshua, um, see, I have given Jericho into your hand. Do you know when he said that? Before the wall fell, before everything, I mean, nothing had happened yet. But Jesus says, I've given it to you. So he's saying something. All of a sudden, he's saying something to him. Now he's saying, now I'll give you the way to get it. Walk around the wall seven times and then seven, seven more times. Won't make sense to you, but do it. And the walls will fall. Did the walls fall? Absolutely. Uh, even proven historical fact. It's crazy. You know, but the reality is, is that there's something about capturing something and making the most of every situation you have. Uh, think about this Colossians passage. Conduct yourself with wisdom towards outsiders, making the most of every, making the most of the opportunity. Let your speech always be seasoned with grace, through uh, seasoned with salt, so that you will know how each person should respond. So there's this place of, man, asking the Lord to make the most of every opportunity, to be so spirit-led that when I'm talking with somebody that maybe the Lord's going to speak something through me or to to me for them, or or maybe that I'm just kind of walking out in nature and all of a sudden the Lord's going to speak and declare something into my spirit that will bring healing to my life. Or, you know, whatever it is, I think so many times I don't think we're even aware because like me, I'll just bring it back down to me because I think I'm so much Mitch led that I Mitch gets Mitch and whatever I have, you know, put before me, you know, whether uh, I don't, you know for every you know sometimes we're Facebook led, maybe sometimes we're you know whatever the news of the day you know that you listen to led, you know maybe your relationship led, maybe your um, 
uh, put a bunch of them in there. Now I can't even think of them, but maybe uh, I can't even read them. Uh, maybe you're uh, YouTube-led. Maybe you're self-led. Maybe you're substance-led, of substance of choice-led. Maybe you're music-led. Maybe you're Instagram-led. You know, I feel like that we're at a day and a season that you have so much to be led. Like, you have so much voices, everything out there to lead you. So the only one that we really can depend on is being spirit-led. Like, he's the only one that's truly showing us and declaring into us who we are and, and where we're about. Flip to that next one. Think about this scripture. For this reason, it says, Awake, sleeper, rise from the dead, and let Christ shine on you. Therefore, be careful how to walk, not as unwise, but wise. All right? And it says, Making the most of your time, making the most of every opportunity, letting the Holy Spirit make the most of every situation that you're in. You know, because God wants to bring life and redemption. God, you know, in that situation with Lee and I, we, we could have, you know, I could have gotten some redemption in that, and, but I chose something different. I chose to be Mitch-led and not spirit-led, all right? Flip it to the next one, I think it's, um, go on to that next one, all right? So that's kind of what, it, just make sure you capture moments. I feel like the Lord was saying that, like, be sure that you're capturing moments throughout your day, throughout your, uh, because I, I can't tell you how many times where all of a sudden the Lord would speak to me about like, you know, maybe like, hey, Miranda's struggling back there and you should really just go and encourage her with something. And then maybe two days later, I'll find out how she's really struggling. And I forgot to, the Holy Spirit had mentioned it to me beforehand. And I could have really gone and encouraged her, whatever that looks like. It's amazing how many times that happens to me. And I realize it's because I'm being not only Mitch-led, but I'm being distracted-led, whatever that distraction might be of the day. You know, and so the Lord's really calling us to become more spirit-led, more spirit-capturing thoughts, capturing moments, capturing opportunities to declare life into people. All right? So the next thing is that once you capture that moment, you know, I have to do what? I have to hear what the Lord is saying, it, right? You know, Kenzie and I, we were going at it when she was five, and all of a sudden I got a, like, I'm not capturing it very well, but all of a sudden the Lord speaks, right? All of a sudden I heard him speak, and, you know, it was this inner thought. And, you know, just think about this, for it is not you who speak, but it is the spirit of your father who speaks in you. Now, some, you know, I'm, I should not make an assumption that everybody in here has gotten the reality that I had when I was, you know, coming out of just traditional type circles. I didn't even know God spoke. You know, I thought I had to read the word or just read the word, be a good Christian, and, you know, hope to make it to heaven. I mean, I think that's was, that, that was my reality of my life, you know, before I came into this reality of knowing, man, Jesus is an intimate God. Like, he speaks. He declares. Like, his Holy Spirit is among us. Like, he wants to declare and speak to us. And so, God speaks. Now, the problem is that sometimes the Holy Spirit has already prepared you for that moment, right? Do you realize that the Holy Spirit didn't really have to talk to me about Leah? He, he had already spoken into me, you know, how to love Leah. You know, he didn't really have to speak into me about Kenzie. He, he, he already put in me the knowledge and the reality of being able to love her. Now, the problem is I, I was caught up in my own Mitch-ledness. And so when all of a sudden the Holy Spirit speaks, know that he's not only speaking to you at that moment, but also realize he speaks to you through the body. He speaks to you in relationship to the Word of God. Uh, that's a, there's all sorts of ways God speaks to you. So don't think that, you know, Mitch is saying, well, gosh, I can't do anything unless I hear an audible voice speak to me to do every single thing. No, that... Being spirit-led is being the Word of God-led. The spirit-led is being the body of Christ-led. The word of, the, being spirit-led is being the Holy Spirit-led when He speaks and declares to you. And so there's a reality that maybe He's already spoken to you a lot of things that maybe I've been ignoring or maybe I haven't really incorporated into my life yet. And He's like, I'm going to keep speaking those things. Those things are still there. And so I just want to speak that uh, in that reality. But think, keep going on these uh, it's the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I've spoken to you are spirit and life. Like those things that he speaks to you are spirit and life. Go on to the next one. 
Uh, he who enters the door is a shepherd. Y'all know this. To him the doorkeeper opens. The sheep hear his. Well, I've got a couple people paying attention. Come on now. What does it say? It says the sheep what? Hear his voice. I mean, this is, this is Jesus declaring who he was going to be to you as he left the Holy Spirit, like Craig said earlier. He left us the Holy Spirit. Well, how does he speak? Through the Holy Spirit. He leads you out. He calls his own sheep by what? Does that say intimacy or no intimacy? I mean, you're not a number. He's calling you out by name. Like, that's how intimately the Holy Spirit, it's so intimately that he's like, hey, Mitch, I see Mitch and Kenzie, they're kind of going at it. Hey, Mitch, just hold her, hold her. Like, he, that's how intimate he is. That's amazing. To me, it's amazing that God could be intimately like that with me and intimately that, like with that with you at the same time. You know, he's just all omniscient, omnipotent or all those things. <laughs> um, when he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. A stranger they won't know because they don't know his voice. And, I, and the Lord just challenged me, and he's like, Mitch, I think you've been listening to the stranger voices more than maybe the voice of you, who, you whom you know, you, the Lord. I was like, man, maybe I'm getting too used to the stranger voice leading me out. And so the Lord's saying, you know, get to know my voice. Continue to know my voice. That's just a call for our life. Um, go on to that next one. Yeah, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. And so I um, thought I had another. Um, let's see if I have another thing for you. Okay, quiz question. Mitch and Leah. See if you don't get this one. Mitch and Lee arrive home late one evening when they get the news that one of their good friends from college, who was in their wedding, passed away from a battle with a rare cancer that they had been praying for healing for a good while. While discussing the news they received that evening, the disappointment and discouragement set in. The reality of a husband that lost his wife and the two kids that lost their mom was at the forefront of their thoughts. They both sat at the kitchen table in disbelief, and the more they talked about it, the heavier the atmosphere became. It was a heavy, heavy enough to create an atmosphere where Leah felt the weight of kind of what is this life worth? Like, what, what is the life living for? Not feeling like he has anything to help with the atmosphere, Mitch decides that he just, get, just needs to go to bed. So he gets, heads to the bathroom, gets ready for bed. As Mitch comes out of the bathroom, he sees a picture of Andy, the girl, and her family sitting on the dresser. Mitch gets, Mitch has this inner awakening sparked by the question, what are you doing, Mitch? Am I not big enough for this family? Ooh. At that moment, realizing that unbelief had been anchoring in, dis in discouragement and disappointment, Mitch agrees with the reality that God is bigger and he's enough and lays hands on the picture of Andy's family and begins to inter intercede and declare God's faithfulness over that family. He spends a few minutes praying and agreeing with God and gets in bed. Not 30 seconds after that, Leah comes into the bedroom and to ask Mitch if he prayed because the atmosphere in the kitchen just lifted and hope came. That's interesting. Wow, right? Well, what if, what if I had just said, I don't know if you're bigger, God. I don't know if you're bigger than, they need a lot. But man, all of a sudden something inside me, that inner working of the Holy Spirit said, Man, I'm bigger. I'm bigger, Mitch. Believe. Like, confess, declare. And I feel like that's some of that praise that needs to come up. God's bigger than whatever you're going through. God's bigger than whatever situation that you're facing. Like, allow it to come up. Allow that praise. Declaration. Yeah, come on. Did y'all feel like, like, I mean, when we started, like, right at the end, declaring, you know, all the earth will, you know, I can't remember all the words, but, you know, all of a sudden there's some momentum in the spirit. Why? Because you're praising, you're agreeing with everybody in here, and we're saying, yes, great are you, Lord, right? There's something that comes in that. There's something that comes in that praise. There's something that comes in that declaration, and you won't get it without the declaration. You won't get it without the praise. It's not God hiding it. It's, it's, it's found there. It's, it's rested there. I found peace in life when all of a sudden I laid hands on the picture. Leah found peace life because i found life and i we changed the atmosphere of the room huh because the holy spirit said something and i paid attention i became spirit led at that moment i was mitch led up until that moment and all of a sudden i became spirit led it was a very quick moment but god did it 
So look for those moments. Capture those moments. All right, keep going, Mitch. You're going to... All right. Think about this. And respond accordingly. All right? So the problem is, is that I can capture the moment. I can hear what God says. But did that mean that I held Kinsey? Did that mean I prayed for the picture? Did that mean I made the right decision on what I did with Leah in that moment that I could beat her or lose or win and really win if I lose? You know, did I make that? Did I... Did I do what the Holy Spirit said? Did I respond? And that's probably the harder part for me. I will say that is the hardest part because I think a lot of times I hear, but then I don't respond. I hear for somebody out on the street, and I'm not a very big street person, and I don't really like to go up to people like that, and I'll share a story here in a minute. But there, there's a reality that God meets you in those places. So think about this. Therefore, you know, my beloved brethren, but let everyone be what? Quick to, come on now, quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. That would help out a lot, right? Uh, In humility, receive the word that the Spirit of God is implanting, which is able to save your soul. But prove yourselves what? Doers of the word, not merely hearers, all right? So you can hear it and not be a doer. And this isn't like law trying to um, no this is like holy spirit speaks something and all of a sudden i'm like okay i don't want to do this i don't want to do that i don't want to go share but all of a sudden the lord says man i'm going to be there with you i am going to be in that moment so he says prove yourselves doers of the word not merely hearers who delude themselves for anyone who is a hearer of the word and not a doer it's like a man who looks at his mirror and looks at the natural face in the mirror, and once he's looked at himself, gone away, he's forgotten who he is. He's forgotten what he looked like. So that's, there's a reality that God wants us to enter into the response just as much as he wants to speak to us. And it's, they're both just as important. All right? Go on to the next one. Um, you know, I think about this. Concerning him, we have much to say, but it is hard to explain since you have become dull of... Anybody know what... Why would you become dull of hearing? What, what does that mean? You know, I think about when I used to live in Big Stone Gap in the little parsonage about 30, I don't know, 50 feet from the doggone railroad tracks, right? And the railroad tracks come through, ding, 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 you know, and they don't care if it's 2 o'clock in the morning. They don't care that everybody's asleep, right? They're ringing it, right? But you know what? Probably the last three years I lived there, I don't know if I ever heard them. Why? Because I kept hearing it, and all of a sudden I deemed it unimportant. I deemed it like this is a nuisance. Like I can't, I can't, I'm not going to do this. So at some point, I dulled myself to hear. And I think sometimes I get, we get in that probably, I think more as mature believers as more than an immature believer. Because a mature believer, sometimes you get in that place where you're like, you know, kind of, kind of been there, done that. I kind of got the T-shirt and. You know, I don't really, you know, I don't really need to make the effort. I don't really need to press in, you know, let all the, let all the new people come in and get the, everybody, you know. And all of a sudden, you start realizing that I'm dulling myself to that intimacy, that to, the, to the reality of Christ in me. And so the Lord really wants to bring us out of dullness as well. Because it says, for those, this, he's talking to the mature people. He's like, this, at this time, you should be a teacher, but now I'm going to have to give you what? Milk right uh because so, it says everyone who protects only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness for he is an infant but solid food is for the mature because through their senses because they've trained their senses to hear the holy spirit they've trained their senses to see what the holy spirit moving and walking and in, in, in is doing and that's a, that's a growth thing that's not a condemnation if you're not there thing that's you're growing into that if we're growing into the likeness of christ we've got to grow into this place of understanding and knowing the Holy Spirit and what, how he operates and what he does, right? Because we got to be spirit-led men and women and children, right? And nobody's exempt from that, right? Holy Spirit's not a junior Holy Spirit or a big senior Holy Spirit. It's a Holy Spirit in all of us because the Holy Spirit in Susanna this morning is writing, I love you to everybody. Why? When I received that, I felt love. I felt love. Now, I thought I was the only one she gave it to, so I was a little disappointed. <laughs> I was just a tad disappointed, but I go, I go up to, uh, oh, it was, uh, I think it was da- Daddy, Daddy French, where he had one. I was like, oh, man, I thought that was, I thought I was the only one that got that. 
But that's all right. I still felt love, even so. Um, Looks like John felt love back there. Is that that one of those love right there? Love tap? There you go. Um, So, but the Holy Spirit in her started speaking. Like, I just need to go around and, hey, somebody needed to be loved. I needed to be loved this morning. Maybe some, some people need to get out some sticky notes. Find some sticky notes and start declaring the love of God to people. That was easy. She didn't. She was a, it was a face like a child, right? You know, what, what, what has God put in you? And what has God given you? Resources just to be able to declare that love. Sorry, I'm getting off. Okay, keep going, Mitch. All right, go on to the next one. Um, back up. Two more. Is there one more? Back up one more. Is that the... Go the other way. Make sure. All right. All right, so um, let's see if I had one more of these uh, quiz questions. All right, now. All right, so the last thing is, so here we go. You're going capture to the, capture the moment. You're going to be able to hear the Holy Spirit, what he's already said, or what he is saying at the moment. You're going to incorporate that into that moment. And this happens within seconds, so we've got to start practicing to train our senses to discern quick. <laughs> Sometimes you don't get another chance to get those words back in your mouth, right? So uh, the reality is that God wants us to capture those. So capture the thoughts, um, hear from the Holy Spirit, hear what he's already said through the word, through the body of Christ, through other measures, through himself. Hear what the Lord's body said, and then respond in the spirit, right? It's funny, how sometimes I can still respond in the Mitch and not in the spirit, respond in the flesh, not in the spirit. But respond in the spirit because there's things in your life. Think, uh, go back one more up. Because um, there's places that you need to make a decision in that moment. You might need to order your life around this significant time where God's speaking to you. You might have to challenge a thought or a feeling. Maybe you're feeling depressed and the Holy Spirit's trying to speak to you and you're like, I don't want to stay in my depression, but I know the Holy Spirit's saying, praise, praise. Like, get out of praise and worship song. Praise. I don't want to. Like, I, God, really? You know, but keep, keep letting him speak. Keep letting him declare that. So sometimes it's a, a thought or a feeling, uh, maybe to order your life, to live in that moment. Because uh, think about this. I just want to share a couple of illustrations from the Word. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan, was being led by the Spirit, right, in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil, right? Do you think you need to be Spirit-led at this moment? Do you think when you are undergoing a lot of temptation, do you need to be Spirit-led at that moment? 100%. Like, that's kind of, sometimes can be life and death. can be whether I struggle or whether I give, overcome. Like, these are things that are in the balance right here and so all of a sudden jesus jesus himself like if if jesus needs to be full led by the spirit uh, how much more do we right i love it there's another scripture i share in the devotion for tomorrow morning that will be coming out it's just you know if you think about jesus did nothing unless he saw or saw the father doing it like do you get that jesus the son of god could do nothing of himself wow well how does he do nothing of himself he's 100 percent spirit-led he just he just showed us what a hundred percent spirit-led man or woman could do walking this earth like that's what he was the the example he gave us and he gives us that example because we can get there i really believe i am just crazy optimist i believe we can get there um go on to the next one this is really cool you ever want to be just holy spirit led if you want to come on thursdays they go out um uh, on do they do treasure hunts um on thursday night outreach um this is a treasure hunt this is like a treasure hunt scripture all right so they this is philip they test they solemnly testified and spoken the word of god they started back to jerusalem and were preaching the gospel to many villages but an angel of the lord spoke to philip saying get up go south to the road that descends from jerusalem to gaza now, that was a, what kind of road? Not a dessert road, but what is it? Yeah, you, know, you didn't get no dessert on this road. You were getting a desert road, okay? Now, probably the angel needed to be there because I'm not so sure. He just came from Samaria, so if, it, if I'm lo- y'all are looking with me, Samaria's up here, Jerusalem is here, Gaza is over here, 
right? So he just came from Samaria. Now, who wants to come all the way back to Jerusalem and now go on a desert, deserted road all the way down to Gaza? But that's what all of a sudden the Spirit of God spoke to him and said, or the angel of God said, go to, go to Gaza. Go, well, now watch this. Go on down, go on to the next one. So he got up, went. There was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship. Random, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was returning and sitting on his chariot and was reading the prophet Isaiah. And then the Spirit said, Holy Spirit, all of a sudden, within Philip, said, go up to the chariot and join it. Okay, well, I guess if you brought him all the way to Gaza, he probably was okay with going up to a chariot. But the reality is that all of a sudden he went up to the chariot, and the Spirit said to Philip, go and join this chariot. Philip ran up, and then, wow, randomly, he's reading Isaiah. You're like, really? I wish, I, wish he, I wish he would make it that easy sometimes when we're going out on the streets. You're like, some guy's over there reading his Bible. Oh, hey, do you need somebody to help you? Yeah, that would be easy. Uh, but the reality is that Philip, because he was aware, obviously the angel spoke to him, but now he's aware in the spirit. The spirit is leading him. He goes up to the chariot. Now he's just seeing that he's reading Isaiah, and all of a sudden he's able to preach the gospel to him. He gets saved gets baptized, and so here's this Holy Spirit moment that, now, remember, you won't always agree. I didn't always agree with the Holy Spirit when he was saying these things to me. You won't even sometimes understand with what he's saying, like, why would I go to Gaza? There's no way I should go to Gaza. That's got to be something crazy. I'm not going, right? Why would he go to Gaza? Because there's an opportunity to capture there's a, a, a moment to capture, right, at those moments. And so look for them. Obviously, this was pretty, pretty wide open and available. So um, go on to that next one. We'll finish up. Anybody? Oh, keep going. He was reading, the, he was reading about Jesus. That was a crazy thing. Um, the thing about this Acts, you know, but when he was approaching the age of 40, this is Moses, it entered his mind to visit his brethren, right? So all of a sudden, Moses gets in his mind, hey, you should go. Spirit says, go visit your brethren, right? Now, we understand through the rest of the scripture, he thinks that he is going to them because he is the what? Deliverer of Israel. He gets that in his spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks that to him. God says that to him. So all of a sudden he goes, and when he saw one of them being treated unjustly, he defended him and took vengeance for the oppressed by striking down the Egyptian. And he supposed that his brethren understood that God was granting them deliverance through him, but they didn't understand. So don't always expect everybody else to understand what God you're doing, but also don't take it into your own hands either. And the, Holy speaks, the Holy Spirit spoke to Moses, you're going to be the deliverer of Israel. Was he the deliverer of Israel, yes or no? Yes. Did he do it the right way the first time? No. Why? Because he assumed. Don't make assumptions when we're listening to the Holy Spirit. Sometimes don't make assumptions. Oh, make sure you get some, maybe that's why the body of Christ is important. You know, if all of a sudden you're supposed to go somewhere or do something or God calls you into something, make sure you're walking with people in that. Make sure you're rubbing elbows with people and don't be the lone ranger and get out there and always do things by yourself. That's why the body is important. Uh, it would have been really important for Moses to gather some information about that. I'm going to be the deliverer of Israel. Okay, well, how? That would have been a great question to ask the Holy Spirit. How am I supposed to be doing that? And maybe he would have spoken that. All right, go on to the last one. Think about this. Uh, this is Paul. When God, who had set me apart from my mother's womb, called me through his grace, was well pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him to the Gentiles. All right? I did not immediately consult flesh and blood. What did he do? He went down to Jerusalem, and then he went to Arabia and returned once more to Damascus. And three years later, he returned to Jerusalem. Well, what did he do in three years? He was called. God said, you're going to go to the Gentiles. You're going to bring awareness to the Gentiles of the gospel. i got to go do that now, right? It's not always a now word. Remember, the Holy Spirit speaks to you something. Sometimes it's not for right now. You ask, ask more questions about it a lot of times. Like Sometimes it is for now. Sometimes it isn't. That's the glory of walking in a relationship. You know, you got to find, sometimes find out more information. Well, Paul realized, okay, 
you've called me, so I'm going to go prepare. I'm going to go prepare three years for the fullness of what you're going to be doing in me the rest of my life. Right? So don't always just assume something and go for it, but sometimes God will say go for it. So it, it is a balance. I just wanted to bring some balance. Um, and so, I, you know, I, I, I wanted to kind of just present that because I feel like there's this place that sometimes it just needs to be tangible. Sometimes it just needs to get in a place that it's tangible for us. Like, it's not a ethereal spirit, like, I just need to be a spirit-led man and just be out there waiting on, waiting everywhere, you know, being on the street corner trying to find out, you know, what's the next, you know, where, you know. You know, it's not that. It's, it's being led by the Holy Spirit. It's being led by the Word of God. It's being led by the fullness of the body of Christ. It's being, that's why I need all of those working and operating in my life because I want to capture those moments. I want to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. I want to respond accordingly so that the decisions I make, the way I order my life, the way I'm feeling at the moment or not feeling or thinking, those things need to come in line with the Holy Spirit. and They need to come in line with the truth. And so that's why I just really want to speak that. Um, I was thinking uh, the last one was a, 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 a scripture from Simeon. Anybody remember what Simeon? The Holy Spirit told him that before he died, he was going to what? See the Lord. Man, that's a pretty crazy scenario. So what did he do? He just did things as normal. He kept being who he was as a priest, right? Simeon, priest, right? <laughs> For some reason, I'm, he just kept being a priest. He's like, I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him. I'm going to get healed. I'm going to get restored. Things that you've been holding on to, really, I just encourage you. Don't, like, like if, the Lord, if the Lord is speaking those things, hold on to them. He, Simeon held on to him, and all of a sudden, Jesus came, Mary came in with Jesus, and all of a sudden presented him, and all of a sudden, he's like, whoa, now I can go on to be with my Lord, because I have seen the glory, right? Those moments are going to come, I really believe. Those moments are going to, he's going to make all things new. Well, come on, now you already forgot, I just said that at the beginning. He's making what? All things new. Praise is going to be your... Man, I got three, got three people in the audience that remember that. Praise is going to be your what? Breakthrough, okay? So I, I just want you to stand. We're not, I want the prayer team to come on up. I'm not going to do a big, I don't really sense like this crazy altar call type thing, but I do believe that I want to just speak and declare some impartation into you in relationship to being spirit-led men and women, youth, children, every, 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 everybody in this place has that opportunity. So can we stand? Go ahead, and uh, I'm going to have the prayer team come up. I just want you to encourage you, uh, if you need prayer for a situation in your body, healing, wholeness, come get prayer this morning. If you need, he- if you need to walk with somebody in relationship to something that was said this morning, I encourage you to come and get prayer this morning. Um, so don't, don't, don't just scoot out if, if, the Lord is ask- if the Lord is speaking that to you. All right, so can we just close our eyes just for a second? Lord, I just... I just bless you today, God. We're just not. We're not going to have any music. We're not going to have any. We're not going to have any crazy altar calls. I just really believe that you're, we're in this moment to say yes to you. Like we have this moment to just say yes to your Holy Spirit. Like yes to the things that are before us. And Lord, um, I, I, before I go on, I, I really believe there's some people that need to come get. In, uh, agreement for it that there's places that you want to say yes you can't say yes to and you need agreement whether that's I don't know whatever that is but I just pray right now in Jesus name God I just ask for your Holy Spirit just to move on us and be, to be a men, to be men and women that are captured that we capture moments that we capture opportunities that we make the most of every opportunity God that we go into uh, every situation, whether it's at home, at work, in, in a grocery store, wherever we're at, we're, we're in this place of always being in tune to what you're saying, what you're doing, how you're operating, what your Holy Spirit is saying. Lord, not in, we don't have to be all weird and wacky, but sometimes we might be weird and wacky. It doesn't really matter. But Lord, I just pray that you would just infuse our spirit with the, just that reality that your Holy Spirit is with us among us and lord that lord we can only we can not only hear him 
but Lord, we can respond in the Spirit to you. And Lord, that you would begin to order our lives. You would begin to empower our decision-making in relationship to your Holy Spirit, that you would just empower our thoughts and our feelings in relationship to your Holy Spirit, that you would just empower just to be in that moment with that situation, with that person, with the Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, I pray that over us, Lord, that we would be a body that is Spirit-led. Lord, that as we go out these doors, whether it's with our family that we're Spirit-led, with our spouses that we're Spirit-led, with our children we are Spirit-led. Lord, with the interactions that we have at work, we're Spirit-led. That you would give us wisdom and favor as we go, Lord, into our job places, into school. Lord, wherever, if we're at school, Lord, that you would give us just Holy Spirit moments with uh, peers around us, God, in the name of Jesus, that, that you would just give us just supernaturally divine opportunities all throughout this week because we've began, we've just begun to say, yes, I want, I want that. Yes, I want that. Yes, I want to, I want to hear. I want to respond. I want to capture. And so, Lord, I thank you for that. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. So I just encourage you, find, really be in tune this week. God's really going to speak those things. If you have things that you need to uh, pray about, come up and get prayer this morning. Amen? Have a great week. Have a great week.